Hey everyone, and thank you for listening to the Pokedex Radio Podcast. My name is Gabriel, and today is Thursday, June 3rd, 2010. For more information about the Pokedex Radio Podcast, please visit pokedexradio.blogspot.com. From there, you can listen to the podcast, sign up for our mailing list, and read the show notes. You can email me at flashlightstudios at gmail.com. Or follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash fsgabriel. Or even follow the podcast at Twitter on twitter.com slash pokedexradio. And if you haven't already, I suggest you subscribe to the podcast, and if you use iTunes, please give us a rating and a review. Now, today's main topic is the Pokeathlon. I've been kind of mentioning it to you guys in the past couple of episodes that I want to talk about it, um, that I don't know much about it, and I had to do research on it. Um, I did, and I still don't understand the Pokeathlon very well. But I'll do the episode about the Pokeathlon, and hopefully, if I make any mistakes, you guys will correct me, and I'll mention it on the next episode. But hopefully I don't make too many mistakes, and I get the information pretty much correct. Um, and one thing I do want to mention before we get started, uh, I mentioned last time that uh, we had an iPhone app coming out, uh, and it's out. It was released two days ago uh, to the iTunes store. Uh, if you have an iPhone or an iPod Touch, it'd be nice if you guys uh, go ahead and uh, download it. If you just search FSPR in the iTunes store, uh, it'll it should be the only thing that comes up. And you'll see the app. It just says FSPR, and you download the app. And there we'll have uh, all the episodes, you know, from the very first one until now, uh, and all future episodes, obviously. There we could also do bonus content as well. Um, I don't exactly know what I can do, but we'll see uh, what I can do so I could give those of you who download the app bonus content. So that's always fun. But I would really love for you guys to go ahead and download the app, and I'll see what I can provide for those of you who do download it. But that's it for now. As usual, let's get to the news right after this. This episode is brought to you by Audible.com. Download a free audiobook of your choice today at audiblepodcast.com slash FSPR. Today we have a couple of articles in the news. Our first one is about a Jirachi event for Australia. Starts today, June 3rd, goes through June 13th at Toys R Us and Big W stores. Uh, the Jirachi is available for all five Generation 4 games. That's Diamond, Pearl, Platinum, Hard Gold, and Soul Silver. Uh, it is not a Wi-Fi event. You can only go to these stores and download them there. The Jirachi is at level 5. It's holding a lychee berry. Uh, it's inside of a Cherish Ball and has a classic ribbon. Uh, its moves are Wish, Confusion, Rest, and Draco Meteor. Uh, again, this is only for Australia in Toys R Us and Big W stores between June 3rd and June 13th. Next in the news, Nintendo of Europe has announced that Poké Park Wii, Pikachu's Adventure, the game for the Nintendo Wii, will be released July 9th in Europe. The expected release date for Australia is sometime in June, and so far there is no North American release date yet. But again, uh, Nintendo of Europe has announced July 9th for Europe. Last in the news, Pokemon Black and White Legendaries have been revealed. Uh, if you guys follow me on Twitter, I tweeted out, um, actually I retweeted um, from uh, Nintendo of America. Uh, they showed the pictures on Twitter, so I just went ahead and retweeted them. Uh, the Pokemon are called Reshiram and Zekrom. And these are supposed to be their international names, so most likely these are the official English names as well. Um, Reshiram is the white Pokemon for the black version. And Zekrom is the black Pokemon for the white version. Uh, these are both uh, the legendaries, just like Dialga and Palkia were for Diamond and Pearl. These are the main game legendaries um, for 
black and white versions. Uh, it has been revealed that both of these Pokemon are dragon types. Now, I don't know if they are, you know, just half dragon types, if maybe they are something else as well. And I'll, I'll, go, I'll go ahead and tell you a rumor that I uh, read in a little bit. But uh, the black and white versions are set for September of 2010 uh, for Japan and spring 2011 for North America and Europe and most likely all other countries as well. But the rumor I did want to mention is uh, Zekrom, the black Pokemon for white version, is possibly part electric type. So we'll be seeing our, what is it, second legendary electric type Pokemon, first one being Zapdos. So this is a little different, seeing, you know, a dragon electric type. Again, this is, our, this is just rumors, just speculation. And uh, where this rumor comes from uh, was actually a Pokebeach article that I found. It was uh, reported from a Pokemon Sunday host, uh, well, her blog, saying that, um, uh, I want Zekrom because electric types are cool. That sentence in her blog has since then been removed, uh, possibly due to maybe she was mistaken about Zekrom being electric types, or since Pokemon Sunday is recorded ahead of time, maybe it was uh, a mistake that she had put that in the blog, you know, revealing that it's part electric type. But since then, that sentence has been removed from this Pokemon Sunday host's blog. But according to the Poke Beach article, Zekrom might be part electric, and Reshiram, the white Pokemon for black version, it's just speculation, it might be fire type. Because if you look at it, its tail kind of looks like a torch, and the stuff that's coming out of the uh, the tail looks like fire. So it is all just speculation. The uh, Zekrom one, being it part electric, has the most um, has the most foundation for it. So it might be part electric, I don't know. I'll keep an eye out for you guys. And it should be revealed, I'm sure, sometime soon since it was revealed, possibly, by this Pokemon Sunday host. You never know. But that's it for the news for today. There's other articles that I ha- that I didn't mention on today's episode. You can always go to pokedexradio.blogspot.com and read them there. Um, you can email me if anything you want me to mention on the show, any articles or anything that you found at flashlightstudios at gmail.com. But that's it for the news for today. Now let's get on to our main topic of the Pokeathlon. Like I mentioned before, today's main topic is the Pokeathlon, the events, similar to the Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum ones, like the contests, except for Heart Gold and Soul Silver, and you're not doing dress-up contests, but you're doing athletic events with your Pokemon, or what are known in the game as Pokeathletes. First off for the Pokeathlon are the different events. Each course has three different events that you can participate in. There are five different courses. There's the Speed Course, the Power Course, the Skill Course, the stamina, and the jump course. And within these courses, like I said, there are events that you can participate in. Uh, these ten different events are the Hurdle Dash, the Pennant Capture, the Relay Run, the Block Smash, Circle Push, Goal Roll, Ring Drop, Disc Catch, Lamp Jump, and the Snow Throw. Now, depending on which course you choose, you will participate in three out of these ten. Uh, just as an example, the skill course, uh, you will be participating in the snow throw, the goal roll, and the pennant capture events. Now, how good you do in each and every one of these events depends on your Pokemon's performance, or their performance stats, more specifically. I've been calling them for the past few episodes Pokeathlon stats. Um, I guess I was just mistaken. You know, I didn't know what to call them until I actually looked it up, and they're actually called performance stats. Um, when I'm doing the Pokemon of the episode, I'll say, you know, three out of five stars in the jump ability or whatever. Um, 
Those are the performance stats. Now, the performance stats depend on their nature, very similar to EVs when you're EV training. Natures, for example, like the adamant nature, will show that your Pokemon is stronger in power, but not as strong in skill. And they're very similar to even contests as well. Power, stamina, skill, jump, and speed. In order to increase your Pokemon's performance stats, you need to give them something called Aperjuice. And in order to make Aperjuice, you have to use the Aper Blender, or you can even buy it at the Pokeathlon Dome. But how Aperjuice flavors boost performance, very similar to Pokeblock and even Poffins. Um, spicy is good for power. Sour Aperjuice is good for stamina. Dry Aperjuice is good for skill. Bitter for jump and sweet for speed. Like I said before, you can buy pre-made Aperjuice. I would actually recommend making it yourself. And in order to make it yourself, you have to have the Aper Blender. With the Aper Blender, you can put three Apricorns, the stuff that you make the Pokeballs out of in the Heart Gold and Soul Silver games. You put three Apricorns in there. You have to run around for 100 steps. And after you've run around for 100 steps, you should have Aper Juice inside your Aper Blender. And then you could feed it to one of your Pokemon. And like I said, spicy for uh, spicy for power, uh, sour for stamina. Those also go along with the colors of the apricorns. Uh, red apricorns are for spicy flavors. Uh, yellow apricorns are for sour flavors. Blue for dry, bitter for green, and pink apricorns for sweet flavor. Um, there is also white apricorns and black apricorns as well. Um, there's a little bit of a difference between those two. The white apricorns are very weak. Uh, to use for everything. Uh, let me try to explain what I'm saying. For example, the red apricorn is good for spicy and weak for sour flavors. Uh, the yellow apricorn is strong for, uh, for sour and weak for dry. Now the white apricorn is weak for everything. Spicy, sour, dry, bitter, and sweet. And the black apricorn is actually strong for everything. Spicy, sour, dry, bitter, and sweet. Now to really understand your Pokemon's performance, you have to check it every single day, because it will change daily. A Pokemon's performance, like I mentioned before, uh, will depend on its nature. And even the day of the week, like I said, it changes daily. So you're always going to want to go ahead and check to see the, the stars that are by uh, each performance stat. Before you even go into a Pokeathlon event, you're going to want to check the Pokemon's stats for the day, check its nature to make sure it's good for what you want, um, and the list of the natures, I'll have links in the show notes. It should be there under performance, under Bulbapedia performance, excuse me, um, which, which they're just links to the Bulbapedia site that has all this stuff. Or if you have the official guidebook for Heart Gold and Soul Silver, it's all there on page 189 showing the stats and their natures, how they affect each other. But you need to check their nature, their performance stats for the day, and it's always good to give them some Aper Juice before going into a Pokemon event. Now, there's different courses for each event, like I mentioned before. There's the Speed, Power, Skill, Stamina, and Jump courses. Now, let's go ahead and talk about the different events in each course. First off, there's the Hurdle Dash. The Hurdle Dash is very similar to the, you know, normal, something you will see in the Olympics, the Hurdle Jump, or I think that's what it's called, or Hurdling, whatever. All your three Pokemon are running in this race. Uh, you have to keep an eye on all three of them on the bottom screen and make sure they're jumping and running as fast as they can. And the best thing to do is, you know, keep an eye on all your Pokemon, make sure they're jumping over the uh, the hurdles, make sure they're not hitting the hurdles, and the more hurdles you jump uh, without hitting them, the faster your Pokemon will run. 
The next event is the pennant capture. You have to capture as many of these little flags as you can, um, as fast as you can. And where you are, you're on like a little beach area location looking thing. You're on a bunch of sand. You'll have obstacles there blocking you from picking up the uh, pennants, flags. Uh, there's uh, different little parasols, like little umbrella things, and stone blocks in the way. You have to make sure you go around them and not hit them. If you hit them, your Pokemon will be stunned for a little bit and even slow down. So in order to win this, you have to capture as many pennants as you can. The next event is the relay run. The relay run is just you're running through a course and there's obstacles in the way. You have to make sure you run around the obstacles and you have to run around as many laps as you can. If you hit an obstacle, um, your Pokemon will slow down, and if your Pokemon gets too tired, your Pokemon will switch out. Um, like with any one of these events, if your Pokemon gets too tired, you, uh, you will switch out. The next event is the Block Smash. Pretty much you have to break as many blocks as you can within 30 seconds. The best Pokemon to use for these are stronger Pokemon. If you chose a Cyndaquil at the beginning of the game, seeing here in the official Pokemon guide, it's a, re it's a recommended Pokemon. Lucky for those of us who chose uh, Cyndaquil at the very beginning, or even those of you who even have a Typhlosion, it shows it, and even shows in the official artwork um, for the Pokeathlon events that a Typhlosion is actually doing the um, Block Smash event. But pretty much you have to break the blocks for this event, and there's actually a crack in each block uh, as you're going to break it, so you're going to want to hit the crack so it can break the block more easily. The next event is the Circle Push. In this event... Uh, you're standing inside of a, an area, and inside the area are little circles, and you're going to want to stay inside the circles as long as possible and push your opponents out of the circle. Pretty much you have to stay in the circle as long as you can, and you have to win by the amount of time that you're sitting in the circle over the six rounds. So you have to stay in the circles as long as you can, pretty much. The next one is the goal roll, which is like a four-way soccer match, um, and you have to score against your four opponents. Uh, instead of, you know, a normal soccer match, or other people call it football, um, not like American football, because American football is something different. Instead of just the two goals being on each side, if, you see, if you're looking at a, you know, a square field, on each point of the field there's a goal, right? If you've played the goal roll event, you know, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Anyways, you just have to score points, and every time you score against somebody, you gain a point and they lose a point. So you got to make sure that nobody scores against you, or else you lose a point while they gain one. The next event is the Ring Drop, and from what I can see about this event, since I haven't played this one myself, it's somewhat like sumo wrestling. You have to push your opponent out of the ring. And it's best to use Pokemon with high stamina and high power as well. So you have enough strength behind your Pokemon to push them out of the ring. Uh, and the way you win this is the more points you gain from pushing Pokemon out of the ring. The next event is the Disc Catch, and in this one, it's similar to, you know, throwing a Frisbee to like a dog or something like that. You have to have your Pokemon catch the discs that are thrown at them. And on the bottom screen, you can see there's three different areas, actually four different areas, for different amounts of points that you can gain. Uh, the closest area you want to catch the disc right away is one point. The second area is two points. The third area is three points. And the last area is five. Um, so you're going to want to catch the disc in the five-point area, but it's always, you know, there's other Pokemon that are going to be in the way. Your opponent's Pokemons are going to be in the way, you know, so you got to be careful about catching the disc. You're going to want something that has a, a good jumping power, a high speed, and a high power as well, so you can push your opponents away before they catch the disc. The next event is the Lamp Jump, 
And since I haven't played the Lamp Jump myself, it, I'm a little confused on exactly how it works. But uh, in order to win the Lamp Jump, you need to have a high amount of points from touching the lamps. And from what I can see from the pictures that are provided in the official guidebook, um, you're pretty much launching your Pokemon up to hit the, the lights or the lamps. Um, and you have to hit more lamps to gain more points. And you got to make sure your Pokemon doesn't accidentally hit uh, an opponent Pokemon while doing this as well. Uh, or else they'll be stunned. I actually think these are your Pokemon, all three on the same uh, area. I don't know. I Like I said, I haven't played this event. you got to make sure your Pokemon don't touch. Or they might be your opponent's Pokemon, so they don't touch or else they'll be stunned. In order to play this event more efficiently, you need to have your Pokemon that has a high jump, high skill, high power, and high stamina. And I'll mention exactly what uh, performance stats you'll need for each and every one of these events after I go over the last one, which is the Snow Throw event. Pretty much you have to hit your opponents with snowballs. The more opponents you hit with a snowball, the more points you gain, pretty much. Um, the performance stats you'll need for this is the skill for your throwing accuracy, high stamina so your opponent doesn't get, so you don't get tired as easily, and a high power so your Pokemon is stronger and you can decrease your opponent's stamina. Now, for the performance stats for the lamp jump, you need a high jump, high skill, high power, and high stamina. For the disc catch, you need a high jump, high power, and high speed. For the ring drop, you need high stamina, jump, power, and speed. For the goal roll, you need skill, power, stamina, and speed. For the circle push, you need high power, stamina, and speed. For the block smash, you need high power, stamina, and skill. For the relay run, you need speed, stamina, skill, and power. For the pennant capture, you need skill, speed, power, and stamina. And for the hurdle dash, you need skill, speed, and high jump. Now, inside the Pokeathlon Dome, there's a couple of little um, rooms in the museum area, the Pokeathlete Record, the Museum of Pokeathlete Records, that you can um, unlock. There's rooms you can unlock in there. Um, the first one that is already unlocked at the very beginning of the game is called the Solidarity Room. Uh, it's available from the start, like I said. And inside this room, you can view the records for each course and see a display illustrating the history of the Pokeathlon. The next room you can unlock is the Trust Room. In order to unlock the Trust Room, you have to have medals in all the courses. And inside this room, you can view each Pokemon's individual record. The next room you can unlock is the Potential Room. In order to unlock the Potential Room, you have to have a medal in all the courses with one Pokemon. So, choose your favorite Pokemon, and you go through all the courses with it. As long as it gets all the medals, you'll unlock the Potential Room. Inside the Potential Room, you can view the records from each event and get tips from people inside the potential room about the events. The last room you can unlock is the friendship room. The friendship room, uh, in order to unlock it, you have to set a new record in every event. And inside uh, the friendship room, you can view trainer records, and when you enter, Magnus tells you that you're a true Pokeathlete. Magnus, the guy I'm assuming who owns the Pokeathlon, or the Pokeathlon Dome, and a statue is put up to commemorate you and your Pokemon. Now, when you unlock the Friendship Room, and after you have gotten your National Dex, so I'm assuming a lot of you have, I haven't myself, um, since I'm, I think I only have like seven badges in the game right now, I'm going really slow in the game, but after you unlock the Friendship Room, and after you get your National Pokedex, you unlock what's called the Supreme Cup, and this is just a, a course that you can choose, and what it is, is um, you choose the Supreme Cup, then you choose one of the courses, either the Speed, Power, Skill, Stamina, or Jump course. And all it is, is it just becomes more difficult. 
and it's uh, more prestigious. And in there, you can find other Pokemon trainers like uh, Maylene from Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum, the Poke Dude, or his name is Primo now in the games, um, and a few others. I know um, you could find one of the Kimono Girls as well in there. Uh, if you choose the Supreme Cup, you'll be going up against one of those. Very similar to the Master Rank in the contests from before. Like, you go up against, like, your mother, you go up against one of the gym leaders, and stuff like that. Now, when you link up with a friend, instead of just going for one specific course, you go for two different courses at the same time. The different ones are the Speed and Jump course, the Jump and Skill course, the Skill and Power, the Power and Stamina, and the Stamina and Speed course. And each of these, instead of having three events, like the single-player courses do, these have four events. And, for example, the Speed and Jump course has the Hurdle Dash, the Lamp Jump, the Disc Catch, and the Relay Run. And, uh, similar to the Supreme Cup, after you unlock the Friendship Room and you get the National Pokedex, you can unlock what's called a Master Course. And what the Master Course is, the events in there, are four events in the course will randomly be selected and vary by each day. Now, there's a few other little things about the Pokeathlon uh, and the Pokeathlon Dome that you, uh, it's not really, you know, mandatory to know. I mean, if you look it up, you'll find out about it. There's little items that you can unlock, uh, like the shoes, which these are just commemorative items. I don't know if they actually have any effect on gameplay at all. I haven't unlocked any of these myself. Uh, there's two locations where you can unlock these items. The first location is the Trust Room, which three items can be unlocked from there. I'm assuming somebody gives it to you there. I don't know. And the second location is the potential room, and these are the rooms that you have to unlock through the game, and then there's these items that you can unlock as well. In the trust room, you can unlock the shoes, the jersey, and the pennant. And in order to unlock the shoes, you have to run 500 laps in the hurdle dash. In order to unlock the jersey, you have to enter an event 50 times. And in order to unlock the pennant, you have to swap Pokemon 200 times, meaning in the event not trading Pokemon. In the events when your Pokemon gets tired and you swap it out during the Pokeathlon courses. For the potential room, you can unlock the Pokegear and the Bull. Uh, in order to unlock the Pokegear, you have to win the Pokeathlon 100 times. And in order to unlock the Bull, you have to win first place in all the events 50 times. There's a couple of other little things, like there's a vending machine in the Pokeathlon Dome where you could buy fresh water, uh, soda, or lemonade. Um, the prices differ if you want to buy it with points, or if you want to buy it with, you know, cash. Uh, there's the uh, athlete shop, which changes things, which the items you can buy change daily. Um, Monday, for example, you can buy some of the apricorns. You can buy red, blue, and green ones, along with Moo Moo Milk and uh, Moonstone and Rare Candies for uh, points. Not cash, but points. Um, rare Candies cost 2,000. Moonstone costs 3,000 points. Moomoo Milk costs 100, and the apricorns cost 200. Another example, Fridays, uh, red apricorn, yellow apricorn, and green apricorns, again, 200 points. Uh, Moomoo Milk, again, seems like you can buy apricorns and Moomoo Milk every single day. Um, and on Friday, you could also buy the Metal Coat, which is good for, obviously, evolving stuff like, you know, Onyx into a Steelix or a Scyther into a Scizor, which is 2,500 points. Or a Nugget, which is 500 points which you can then cash in for 5,000 Poke Dollars. That's pretty much it for the Pokeathlon. Um, if you have any questions, you can always email me, flashlightstudios at gmail.com. Hopefully I covered at least the basics of everything. Um, again, if you have any questions, just email me. If not, you can always go to the um, 
the show notes at pokedexradio.blogspot.com there will take you to Bulbapedia, and Bulbapedia usually has a very good, very well-written article on all of these things. But that's it for the main topic today. Now on to the Pokemon of the episode right after this. This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks, with more than 75,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, including books for kids, teens, sci-fi, mystery and thrillers, fiction, non-fiction books, and periodicals. For a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com slash FSPR today. Now, I mentioned last time that I was thinking of downloading the Twilight book, at least the very first one. I decided not to, and I decided to go along with 1984 by George Orwell. It's one of my favorite books. I haven't read it in a long time, and instead of me being lazy and actually reading the book, I decided to download it so I can just listen to it instead. They have tons of different types of books. Like I said, 75,000 downloadable titles. Um, so whatever you might like, whatever you want to listen to, instead of actually sitting down and having to read it, you can always download it there. AudiblePodcast.com slash FSPR. Who's that Pokemon? The Pokemon of the episode today is a requested Pokemon, Dragonite. And in order to do the Pokemon of the episode today, I'm going to use the iPhone app, AAA Pokedex. Um, usually I just go into Cerebi and read all the stats from there. But today I'm going to use this app because it is very useful. Just real quickly, I want to thank a listener named Aaron. Uh, Aaron, thank you for uh, gifting me this app. It is very useful. I really do enjoy using this app. At least now, I don't have to, you know, get on the internet or open up one of these books, uh, especially when I'm out and about, you know, playing Pokemon, you know, maybe in the car or something like that, or if I'm at, you know, like, school or whatever. Uh, usually, I don't play Pokemon at school, but if I do, this is very useful, um, so I don't have to have internet access in order to check a Pokemon's, you know, stats or uh, what moves it may, it may learn in a few, you know, levels or whatever. But, again, the Pokemon today is Dragonite number 149. Uh, Dragonite is a dragon and flying type Pokemon. It evolves uh, originally from Dratini, level 30, to Dragonair, and then level and then Dragonair at level 55 to Dragonite. Dratini and Dragonair have uh, a different ability uh, compared to Dragonite. The ability that Dratini and Dragonair have is called Shed Skin. And what Shed Skin does is, each turn, the Pokemon has a 1 in 3 chance of its status becoming normal, meaning if your Pokemon is asleep, if your Pokemon is poisoned, paralyzed, you know, it'll have a 1 in 3 chance of being healed from that status ailment. Now, Dragonite, if I could go back in the app, uh, Dragonite has an ability called Inner Focus. What Inner Focus does is this Pokemon will not flinch, which is a very good thing. Um, You know, you don't want to accidentally have your Pokemon flinch and miss the opportunity of performing an attack. Now, Dratini's locations... In Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum, you can find Dratini in Mount Coronet, on the fourth floor of Mount Coronet, excuse me, and you have to fish with a super rod, uh, Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Its location is uh, in the Dragon's Den in Johto. You can find it by either surfing with a good rod or with a super rod. So you can fish or surf to find Dratini in Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Now for Dragonair, its locations in Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum is, again, the fourth floor of Mount Coronet. You have to fish with a super rod. And in Hard Gold and Soul Silver, you can find Dragonair in the Dragon's Den by fishing with a super rod. And Dragonite you can't find anywhere. You have to evolve it from a Dragonair at level 55. Now, Dragonite's stats. is Its stats are HP 91, Attack 134, Defense 95, Special Attack 100, Special Defense 100, Speed 80. 
Now for its Pokeathlon stats, I'm actually going to use the internet and go on Cerebi for this because I don't know exactly how to translate the, the stats without actually using uh, Cerebi because it doesn't show exactly what I want to give you guys in this app. But for the base to max Pokeathlon stats, or again, performance stats, uh, for Dragonite, his speed is 2 out of 5, power is 5 out of 5, skill 2 out of 3, stamina 3 out of 4, and jump 5 out of 5. So that's it for the Pokemon of the episode today, again, number 149, Dragonite. Now, I don't know if I already mentioned, but it was actually a requested Pokemon. I don't remember who requested uh, Dragonite, but there you go, Dragonite. And actually, I have another request, uh, which I'll mention later on in today's show. But uh, that's for, for next time, though. Uh, it's actually in an email. But that's it for the Pokemon of the episode today, number 149, Dragonite. Now on to the question of the episode and emails. The question of the episode last time was, if Nintendo or Game Freak made a Pokemon game with all of the regions accessible, would you enjoy the game or have a problem with it? Now, our first email is from Matt, and even though uh, this email was actually supposed to be in the last episode, but I got it too late, and I just want to read his email real quickly. Uh, it's actually uh, the part of the email I want to read, because I'm not going to read your entire email, Matt. The part of the email I wanted to read was in reference to email another emailer, um, I think it was Jennifer, asking about... The Yellow Forest event for the Heart Gold and Soul Silver games. And I had mentioned something to the fact that you could share the Wonder Cards. And I was mistaken. And thankfully, Matt went ahead and corrected me. In his email, he says, I wanted to make a comment on what you were saying about getting events from a friend who themselves went to the event. You actually can't share Wonder Cards from US events. The card would have to have the share option when you look at the Wonder Card. So far, no US events have come with this feature. I've gotten all of the events since the Alamos Darkrai given away at Toys R Us, and can confirm this, as can Cerebi on its events page. However, if you have a Japanese game with its shareable Wonder Cards, you can share those with English games. Uh, so, unfortunately, like Matt said, no, you cannot share uh, U.S. Um, Wonder Cards, but you can share Japanese ones. So I do apologize for making that mistake, and thank you, Matt, for your email, and thank you for correcting me on that, or else I probably have a lot of people being angry about the Wonder Card thing. But again, thank you, Matt, for your email. Next email is from Buffalo Mike, and these are emails that answer the question of the episode. He goes ahead and says, Yeah, I think it would be awesome to have all the games wrapped into one. I would especially enjoy it if it was a console release. The graphics would be awesome, and the gameplay would be faster. Thanks, Buffalo Mike. So thank you, Buffalo Mike, for your email. If they decide to do something like this, this is just me asking a random question, though. But um, if they did decide to do something like that, I would love for it to be a handheld release. So you didn't have to sit at home playing it. You could bring it wherever you wanted with you, you know? Next email is from Origami Jr., and Origami Jr. says, To answer your question, I would enjoy playing a game with all of the regions in it, but I don't know if they'll ever finish Pokemon. So thank you, Origami Jr., for your email. Um, and, you know, you're probably right. They might not finish Pokemon anytime soon, but I actually have heard rumors um, that the fifth generation is the last generation. Again, those are just rumors. Those are just what people have been saying, you know, on forums and stuff like that. Um, don't know if any of you who go on forums have heard that, but that's just something that I've heard. I don't know if that's true or not. We'll have to see, you know, come the end of the fifth generation. Uh, next email we have is from Craig, and Craig says, I think it would be cool if Nintendo and Game Freak made a Pokemon game with all of the regions from Kanto to Sinnoh regions. I would really enjoy the game. If they did make a game with all of the regions, the game should flow like this, as in the TV shows. Start in Kanto, to the Orange Islands, to the Johto region, to the Hoenn region, back to the Kanto region for the Battle Frontier, like in the shows, and then back to the Sinnoh region. Once I figured out a layout of how the game should flow, I'll send you an email with the details. Thank you, Craig, for your email, and yeah, that would be pretty cool to start, um, similar to, like, the TV show, 
but I was actually I actually had a another email from a another listener. I forgot. I think it was um, David. I want to say yes, it was David. That you would go in a certain timeline. I'm not going to read your email, David. So I do apologize for that. But I just want to mention some, something that I remember for your email. He goes along to say that you go along in a timeline, um, you know, going through the beginning and then starting over again, you know, the Jota region three years later, as we do normally between the two games. But instead of having to switch between the games, you would play the game all the way through and then you would fight Red or the person that you played as in the Kanto region. Something like that is what he was going along with. But uh, thank you, uh, thank you, David, for sending me that email and thank you, Craig, for your email that I just read. Our next email is from Laura. Laura actually sent in three emails, which, since they're really short, I'm going to read them all right at once. Laura says, Hi, I love your show. It's so great. It's the first podcast that I actually want to listen to. Anyway, I bought Soul Silver for my DSi. I didn't realize that one of my favorite Pokemon, Latios, is in Heart Gold. I've heard about an Enigma Stone. I have no idea how to get it. Please help. Next email from Laura. It says, Hey, I just listened to episode 7, and I wanted to say that my favorite Pokemon is Charmander. Cute, but tough. He's always enthusiastic, especially in Pokemon Snap, and he evolves eventually into Charizard. I also have a question about how to pronounce Charizard. Is it like Charizard, or is the I stay silent like Charizard? And the last one is, oh my gosh, you should keep writing music. That was amazing. Please keep doing it. I will totally buy your songs. Good luck finding a band. Wow, your Pokemon podcast is awesome. Now you're starting a band, and this is going to be awesome. So thank you, Laura, for your emails. And to answer your first question, about the Enigma Stone, so far, there's no way to get the Enigma Stone in the English versions of the game. I'm assuming that's what you have. For the Japanese versions, there was an event before, back in, I think, December or January, December 09 or January of this year, 2010, giving away the Enigma Stone, along with, I think, a Mew, for the Japanese games. It was over Wi-Fi or something like that. I don't know when we'll be getting it here um, in the U.S. or for any of the other regions, but that's an event, and we won't be getting it anytime soon, as far as I can tell. Your next email asks about how to pronounce Charizard. And the I is not silent. You do pronounce the I, Charizard. You don't say Charizard. There's actually, your email reminded me to a movie that I watched about 10 years ago. It stars uh, David Arquette and uh, that one kid from Two and a Half Men. I don't know the kid's name, but uh, in the movie, it's the movie's called C-Spot Run. In the movie, the kid... Talks about Pokemon just for a quick second, saying he had a nightmare that a Charizard was, you know, chasing him. He pronounced it wrong in the movie. I don't know if that was on purpose, or if that's just because nobody knows how to pronounce things for some reason anymore. He said Charizard, it's actually pronounced Charizard. So, again, Charizard, the I is not silent. And about your third email. And about your third email, thank you for the compliment on the songs. Uh, yes, we are still writing music. Uh, we have a third song coming up sometime soon. I probably won't play it on the show. I don't know exactly what I'm going to do with it. Um, I'm actually supposed to hang out with my friend Ben next week uh, to record, but I don't know if we're gonna, going to because we need a quiet place, and everywhere we go, we can't find a quiet place. I don't know exactly what we're going to do. Anyways, thank you, Laura, for your emails. Next email is from George. George says, Hey, Gabriel, sorry I haven't emailed you for a while. School just got out, and I've been very busy. I have a problem. My Pokewalker got in the wash, and now it's broken. I tried replacing the battery, and it still won't go on. When I tried to reset it, it asked to connect it, and I obviously can't do that. Is it possible to connect a new one without starting a new game or anything like that? I've already beaten the game, so I, I don't want that to happen. Your last episode is great, and if you look at Pokemon.com, they even have an article on black and white. Keep up the good work, George. So, thank you, George, for your email, and I do apologize for what has happened to you. If your Pokemon 
just ceases to work, if it's not working anymore, and you've already re- tried replacing the batteries, the best thing you can do, the only thing, the only thing that I can think of off the top of my head that you can do, is go is go to Nintendo.com uh, and find the link to the store, or I think you can just still go to store.nintendo.com, and from there you could buy a new Poke Walker. I don't think they sell them in stores. I don't think they sell them in stores yet. If not, then they might sell them in the uh, um, Nintendo World Store in New York. But uh, I don't know if you live in New York or not. I don't even know if they sell them there. I haven't been to the Nintendo World Store in forever. The best thing you can do is go to Nintendo's online store and you can buy them there. They cost, I think, fifteen dollars. Uh, and the belt clip accessory thing, I think, is another dollar, but I'm sure you have it. Um, hopefully it hasn't broken. Uh, that's the best thing you can do. In order to reset it, uh, the new Pokewalker set up to your game. Uh, unfortunately, anything that you've gotten in your Pokewalker, the one that just recently broke, anything that was on there before you transferred it over is gone. You can't get anything back. Other than your original Pokemon that's on the Pokewalker, you can always get that back. Now, the instructions on how to reset it, I don't know how to do that off the top of my head. Maybe there's instructions within the um, the game manuals or something like that. Maybe there's they'll send you instructions on how to do that when they do send you your new Pokewalker if you buy one. But uh, again, I apologize, George, for what's happened to you, and thank you for your email. The next email is from Jonathan, and Jonathan says, Hey, Gabriel, it's Jonathan. I have a quick question. If you defeat a legendary dog, like Suicune or Raikou, is it possible to find it again and maybe catch it? I accidentally made an Entei faint. Well, uh, John, I believe you can do that. I know in Platinum, you had to, if you accidentally made a, a Pokemon faint like Zapdos or Articuno or something like that, or even one of the um, uh, Emotion Pokemon, you know, Mesprit, Uxie, um, or the other ones, whatever they're called, uh, you can go and defeat the Elite Four again. And after you defeat the Elite Four, then they'll respawn. Uh, I'm assuming it's the same thing in Heart Gold and Soul Silver. I haven't looked it up, so I don't know for sure. But try defeating the Elite Four and then looking in your Pokedex, seeing if you can find it again. Um, that's the only way I can think of. Hopefully that'll work for you. If anybody knows exactly how to do that, I'm sure it's the, I'm sure it's the Elite Four thing. But if I'm wrong and if anybody wants to email me, letting me know, please email me, let me know, so I could you know relay the information onto John. So uh, thank you, John, for your email. And the last email I want to read, just real quickly, since we're running low on time. He says, hi, my name is TJ. Would you do a starter Pokemon as the Pokemon of the episode, just like Noel did? It can be any Pokemon, thanks. Well, TJ, uh, first of all, today's, uh, today's was requested, like I said, so I did that one. Next episode, I'll do a starter. Don't know which starter I want to do. I might do Charizard because it's my favorite, um, but we'll see. I mentioned before that I don't like doing starters as the Pokemon of the episode. Don't ask me why. I don't want to do starters. I don't want to, I don't, don't want to do legendaries either, because those are, you know more well-known Pokemon. I just want to do just random Pokemon that not many people use off, uh, you know, normally. But I will do a starter next time, so maybe Charizard, we'll see, I don't know. And uh, once again, I just want to thank Aaron for gifting me that AAA Pokedex app. It is very useful. Um, the only problems I actually do have with it is, um, the first problem is just something really stupid, it doesn't really matter. The word defense, as in your Pokemon's defense stat, the word defense is spelled wrong. Big deal. Uh, they they did recently update the app with uh, a bunch of new stuff, and there was some things that I did notice that, um, like, you can hear the Pokemon's cry. Let's, you know, pull up Pikachu real quick, see if I can raise the volume on my iPod. Uh, I don't know if you can hear this, but, uh, I don't know. Maybe you heard that or not. That's Pikachu's cry, if you recognize it. Anyways, some of the cries and some of the uh, uh, alternate, you know, pictures of it, like a shiny and female versions. Some of them weren't there, but since the update, a lot of them have been fixed. Let's do another random Pokemon, see Ninetales. 
yeah. Anyways, I'm just messing around with the app now. Um, they did add a move dex, which has all the different Pokemon moves. And let's see, let's just click on random one, aromatherapy. And all the Pokemon, they can... Hey, they spelled Pokemon wrong. Okay. Uh, all the Pokemon that can learn the move through eggs, through tutors, through different uh, TMs, and all that good stuff. The app is great. Thank you so much for gifting me this app. I wouldn't know what I would do without it right now. I would have to get on the internet, and that sucks. I hate getting on the internet for something quickly that I need to just to find out right away. Again, thank you, Aaron, for the app, and thank you all for your emails. Question of the episode next time. What secondary type do you think the Generation 5 Legendaries will be? As I mentioned before, that it's already been revealed that uh, Reshiram and Zekrom are both Dragon types. What secondary type do you think they'll be? Do you think uh, the rumor that Zekrom is Electric type is correct? Do you think um, rumor that Zekrom is an Electric type is correct? Do you think that the speculation about Reshiram being Fire type might be correct? Or if you don't think those are correct, do you think any other types might be their secondary type? I've actually heard another rumor. It's actually in the uh, Poke Beach link that I gave that I gave you guys in the show notes. From there, you can see that they, they're speculating there might be a light type because you know we have dark, but we don't have a light. Uh, so there's speculation that there's going to be a new Pokemon type like we got before with Steel and Dark. You know, I don't know. It's all speculation. Again, the official question is: What secondary type do you think the Generation Five Legendaries will be? You can email me at flashlightstudios at gmail.com. I encourage you guys to email. You know, I love getting emails from you guys. Uh, even if it's like, uh, like some emailers, they, you know, send emails while they're listening to the show. You know, I got a couple of emails from some people like, I'll email you as soon as I'm finishing listening to the show. You know, that's fine with me. I'll just, you know, put the email together. I'll read it all uh, in, in one sitting if I do read it on the show. There's some people I didn't read your email. The only reason I don't read emails, I would love to read all of your emails on the show. The only reason I don't is for time constraints, and there was there was an email that said, you know, don't worry about time constraints. We all love listening to the podcast, no matter how long it is. I know I do the same thing when I'm listening to podcasts that I enjoy. Um, I Sometimes I just don't care how long the podcast is. I wish it could run on for, you know, two hours. But just for those people who don't like to listen to podcasts for that long, I want to keep it short. So, you know. But anyways, so that's it for the episode today. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to the show. I encourage you guys to go ahead and download our iPhone app. Again, just search FSPR in the iTunes store. It's for iPhone, it's for iPod Touch, and it's for the iPad as well, as long as you have the 3.0 software or above. It's for uh, it's for everything. Go ahead, download the free audiobook. Again, the site for that is audiblepodcast.com slash FSPR. Uh, I really would uh, encourage you guys to go ahead and do th- uh, to do that. Email me again, flashlightshoes at gmail.com. Hope you guys enjoy listening to today's show. Again, my name is Gabriel, letting you know to live, laugh, and catch them all, and we'll see you guys next time.